what the heck just happened on Survivor Game Changers? Wow. What an episode. Um, thank you for joining here at the Film Survivor Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Santilli. And uh, was that crazy or what, dude? I mean, if you are not uh, digging the show so far this season, I would be hard-pressed to believe that this episode didn't turn you around. Wow. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I just watched the episode, like, finished it five minutes ago, decided I would just kind of record uh, the opening to this podcast um, while I'm still, still feeling hot here. <laughs> hot meaning uh, energetic, uh, shocked. Excited! I got that Survivor adrenaline. You know, you, all you all you Survivor fans know what the Survivor adrenaline feels like. Uh, but wow, we're gonna get into this episode. Uh, of course, this podcast is for people who have seen the episode. Uh, I'm talking about episode three uh, or four, if you count the double premiere episode as two episodes. I guess this is technically episode four. But holy moly! Um, so yeah, uh, before we go there, let me just remind everybody, as I always do, uh, you can find all of my Survivor coverage on realityt.com. Uh, we're going to have an exclusive exit interview coming up here with the um, person voted out of tonight's episode. Uh, and yeah, uh, at Tom Santilli on Twitter, sorry, I'm trying to find my words here, I'm again, I'm a little... I'm just still kind of like, dude, that was sweet. Um, anyway, at Tom Santilli on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash film survivor, or you can go to tomsantilli.com to find all of my survivor coverage as well as my movie reviews. Uh, I am the national film critic for access.com. I just did a podcast. If you missed the last episode, I uh, tell you to check it out. It's, uh, I, I spoke with both uh, Dax Shepard and Michael Pena, uh, stars of the new Chips movie that is in theaters on Friday, uh, the 24th of March. So check that out. Check out my movie reviews. Um, and here we are. Okay, spoiler alert. Don't listen any further if you do not want to be spoiled as far as what happened in tonight's episode of Survivor. Pause it. Turn it off. Do whatever you got to do. Okay, you ready? Spoiler alert, last one. Okay. So, holy crap. First of all, those bastards at CBS, how could they possibly, uh, they, they fooled me once again. I should know better, having covered the show and watched it since uh, the very first episode of season one. Um, I went back and watched the preview of tonight's episode, and, and Jeff Probst, of course, says very slyly and accurately, uh, the two losing tribes will go to tribal council. Now, we're just kind of brainwashed because we've seen this before in terms of having two tribals where each individual tribe shows up and two members go home that night. But not tonight. Uh, I'd have to dig into the record books if that's a survivor first. It feels like it was, though. But, yeah, we had one tribal council tonight where the two losing tribes combined and just sat there together. And, wow, did that create an amazing uh, refreshing, exciting dynamic. Uh, it was crazy. And then ultimately it led to um, a heartbreaking exit for a fan favorite, uh, Malcolm. Malcolm was the victim of tonight's um, huge, huge uh, tribal council. 
it just I still kind of am reeling from it. Um, of course, the, the if Sandra makes it to the end, it's just a, it's unbelievable. They really should cancel Survivor after if Sandra wins again. Just she's the winner. She's she has won the game. They shouldn't even play it anymore. I don't think there's any chance in hell that that Sandra wins this season. But boy, they keep building up the whole queen thing and, and her confidence, her overconfidence, and we saw it again this episode. They did kind of hint. Uh, they hinted towards the fact that Sandra was going to be the target, uh, and that Sandra would actually go home um, after Ty played his idol successfully on Sierra. Uh, all of the one tribe voted for Sierra, including Haley. Uh, I do believe there were six. Uh, there were six votes for Sierra, which means Haley was in on that. And then. Um, because Ty used his idol on Sierra, they they took out Malcolm. JT was definitely into it. <laughs> this was, he was definitely uh, played a hand in this, and I think that he uh, definitely um, is to blame for a lot of what went down. He's a game changer, and uh, and speaking of which, um, both Haley and Ty. Whatever you said about him before, a lot of people were kind of like, oh, why are these guys on this season? You know, Haley, what has she done to change the game? Uh, what has Ty done to change the game? Well, they both uh, have made great cases right now to uh, demand full respect as game changers. Uh, tonight, they changed the game in a major way. Ty, last week, voted out one of his uh, closest allies in Caleb, turns around this week, finds an idol, um, decides to share it with his tribe, which is crazy, and then uses it successfully to completely, completely flip this game on its head. And then you got Haley, who, in her own right, her uh, kind of objections to uh, how Brad was was talking and framing things to her at Tribal Council, Haley, uh, Haley's uh, objection led to this just crazy uh, huddling up and, and whispers and running around and, and secrets and vote changes and just, you know, just speechless. Uh, I am. Jeff Probst was as well. He thought it was crazy watching it. We all did too. I mean, it was just a total, total, total chaos, crazy. Um, and Haley kind of led into that. So I think both Haley and Ty, uh, you know, did something to kind of earn that status tonight. But, man, yeah, JT, um, as we saw in the preview for next week, I guess we'll get into that more next week, but um, it looks like, as Aubrey stated as they walked out, um, they can smell what <laughs> what might have just happened. Did JT intend for Malcolm to go home? I'm not really sure. The last we saw, he's telling Brad to vote Sandra. Uh, they voted Malcolm. So JT definitely might have been playing both sides there, but I'm not sure he anticipated that Malcolm would be the victim. As we saw and as this episode built up, JT felt very close to Malcolm. Um, and he looked devastated once Malcolm went. And man, did De- Malcolm look devastated. I, I feel for the guy. Uh, but speaking of Malcolm... Um, Again, you can find uh, my written recap is going to be up uh, by the time you read this. Uh, again, Reality T, uh, you can read every week my episode preview. 
Uh, my full recap and reaction to this episode is online, so I, I urge you to check that out again. Uh, you can go to realitytea.com, or you can uh, you know follow me at Tom Santilli on Twitter, uh, TomSantilli.com, all those fun things. So, yeah, but today, uh, well, I'm actually talking to Malcolm, um, the victim of tonight's crazy tribal council. Uh, if the audio sounds a little weird, just as a little pre-warning, uh, I was traveling this week. My interview with Malcolm actually is taking place uh, at the airport <laughs> in Las Vegas. So if you hear some crazy sounds in the back or drop, that is uh, the Las Vegas uh, airport and the sound of people losing money. So without further ado, uh we are going to speak with Malcolm right now. Here's that interview. Hey, Tom. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. How are you feeling today? Oh, you know, just doing phone calls, curled up in a ball, crying my eyes out, you know, wearing pajamas, that sort of thing. <laughs> exactly what we would have expected, probably. Um, I'm, sure you haven't, <laughs> I'm sure you haven't talked about this tribal council yet, so let's, let's go right through it again. <laughs> um <laughs> What the heck, man? Um, walk me through it kind of from your perspective. I mean, you got a few hours. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm still trying to sort it out myself. Like, this is months later. Um, I'll tell you what I think happened, but I'm, I'm, a lot of this is, like, speculation on my part. Sure. Um, I mean, when it, comes down, when it comes down to it, we talk through every situation possible, me and Aubrey, beforehand. Like, what could possibly go wrong? And we thought we had it all covered, and no one in their right mind thought JT would tell them who we were voting for. Mm-hmm. And I, to this day, I, can't ex- I still can't explain what was going through his head on that. I don't, think, I don't think he knew they had an idol. I really think he was just trying to, like, stay close to Brad. I think JT wanted to vote out Sandra. I, really, I think he would have flipped. Uh, it, this is so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't... J- no one anticipated JT actually telling the tribe who we're voting for. Right. And at that point, everything just fell apart, basically. I mean, it seemed to me, though, that he, you know, unless it was just editing and stuff, it did, it did seem like you and him kind of were bonding. So is it possible that JT did all that, but then didn't in, in a million years think that they would have targeted you and it kind of backfired on him? I mean, I think that's exactly what happened. Um I mean, he didn't expect it, but that it, I, my understanding is that's what happened. Me and JT, I mean, they kind of showed on the show that we've been buddy-buddy. Mm-hmm. We were, like, we were a romance, like, to the 10th level. <laughs> like, as soon as we got uh, swapped out of the same tribe, we were, like, BFS immediately, the two of us. And the people on my tribe kind of encouraged it because we knew we might need JT. Um, and so, for, like, the two guys to go hang out together it was perfect as far as recruiting JT to our side. What he did, though, like, I, I, I can't explain JT's actions because I still don't understand what the hell he was thinking. <laughs> but he was, when he realized that it might be me, like, he was freaking out. I mean, I think he saw him cry on the way out of tribal council, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, but he didn't in a million years think that they would flip it like that on him I, because he didn't think it through. It was just a terrible decision on his part to try to pull off some magic to get rid of Sandra. Exactly. And, uh, I mean, kind of like what he did last season on Heroes Villains where he made a terrible call as well with the idol. But um, 
does uh, is Gordon Holmes aware of, of this ro- uh, this bromance that you had on the island with uh, with JT? <laughs> <laughs> he is, and he's overwhelmingly jealous. Boy, I cheated on Gordon. I feel terrible. I'm trying to make it up to him by saying two nothing today. Yeah, <laughs> uh, if and, uh, never mind me too. If you can hear all the noise in the background, I'm actually at the airport in Vegas doing this uh, podcast. So, um, and there was just a fire alarm here a minute ago, which was kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me about, uh, like, it sounds like watching it back on television then, was there anything that enlightened you? Like, was there anything that you were like, you know, that you noticed that you didn't know when you were out there, kind of anything that was new to you watching it on TV? Uh, Not so much, actually, which was kind of um, nice, to be honest with you, because you sit there, and this was months and months ago when this happened. That uh, And I've had to, like, it was so chaotic, and there was so little information. I had to piece it together myself afterwards. Mm-hmm. To know that, like, my version of events in my head was justified and correct and verified by what we saw in the episode was um, actually quite nice. There was no new information there. That's about how I thought it went. They didn't show. What I would say is that they didn't show a couple of um, key points. They're not key points, but things that might be interesting to... Uh, might have been interesting and the biggest one to me is that JT knew his plan had gone to shit about two thirds of the way through tribal council like you saw him freaking out when we were voting well he was freaking out well before we went to vote um and we're all like and we're just like why JT why are you so panicked and it's because he knew that like he'd had this he concocted this I mean it's a terrible plan (laughs) to get rid of Sandra and when he realized I think my understanding again I don't I'm guessing on some of this stuff I think what happened is that he realized that they weren't going to vote for Sandra with him and that it was going to be me instead. And then, so he comes to me and he comes to the group and says, guys, we need to change the vote, we need to change the vote, we need to change the vote. And we're like, why, JT, why? And he wouldn't tell us that he told them about Sierra. Mm. He would not admit that, like, he's done wrong. He was like a, he's like a child who, like, doesn't want to say that he, like, screwed up so he, like, doesn't get punished. Right. So he's trying to change the vote, change the vote, change the vote. We're like, no, no, no. And then he leans over to me individually. Now, boy, you really got to change the vote. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Everything is fine because in my mind, in our tribe's mind, in our wildest dreams, it doesn't make any sense to tell them that we're voting Sierra. So that was the biggest thing we didn't see was JT knew he was up the river, like well before we voted, Got it. but wouldn't admit to what he'd done. Now, what was the thought pattern behind um, actually voting for Sierra then? Um, honestly, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, I keep getting asked why we didn't vote for Brad. But it really, that was an easy decision for us because we needed JT on our side. We're trying to cultivate relationships, um, especially me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and JT was very close to Brad. He'd been open about that with us. So when it came time, like, and again, we like never even considered the fact that we'd be voting out somebody from another tribe until we all sat down and talked about it. Right. No one really even brought up Brad because... Uh, we knew JT was close with him, and that, for me especially, because me and JT were so tight, I thought I could use Brad later on down the road. Um, so to go for Sierra was a mix of she's very good in challenges. She's like eight feet tall, so she's great at the <laughs> physical stuff. And um, the, she, I and I adore her. I actually know her outside of the game before this. Um, the, she, she would never fight an idol. She doesn't. She's never looked for him, as far as anyone knows, in her entire life. <laughs> so she seemed like the safest bet not to have an idol. So those two factors combined, and it was really, Sandra brought it up, but it was really not that hard of a decision. Well, let's go back a little bit further away from this tribal council. Um, 
the, the decision to come out and play uh, for a third time, are, are, you, are you the kind that were, was like chomping at the bit to get back out there? Um, what did you, what was your kind of, uh, what was your mindset coming into the season? You know, I don't, I'm, I, I was like a split opinion, though, I guess, inside my head. So on the one hand, I am, I, the thing I said in like all my interviews before the game, sort of the most competitive human being on earth. Like it, <laughs> it ruins friendships, how like upset I get over a game, like a friendly game of Uno. Right. <laughs> um, but so like to lose twice, like there's obviously like, that urge to go back. But on the other hand, like you do think about like, I had a pretty good run. Mm-hmm. The first couple times, like you kind of like, I don't really care about quote unquote legacy or anything like that. But I had a good time with it. It was, it was fun. Like, short chapter of my life. Like maybe like that's all it needs to be. Um, when I got when I got the call for this season, though, the timing kind of worked out with like scheduling real life major events and things like that. I had a free summer. Um, everything just kind of fell into place, and it was just like, yeah, let's go win a million dollars. So not chopping at the bit, but like, it, and it took like a, just the timing worked out so perfectly. I'm like, yeah, let's go do it. And did you did you put a lot? I mean, I'm sure you did. Everybody does, but I mean, you, you put a lot of thought into how you would play or how others would perceive you based on your other seasons. Um, what was your was your mindset just to kind of come in and and be Malcolm, or did you plan on tweaking your, your game in any way? Or what was it? What was your kind of mental strategy? I mean, coming into it, uh, you got it. Like the first couple times, nobody knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a nice little cozy blanket to have. Mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't going to be the case this time that everyone was going to be um, firing from the get-go. Probably at me. I'm going to be perceived as a threat. I'm, you know, not be arrogant, but I am pretty good at this. Usually, mm-hmm. when I'm not kicked out, fourth against JT. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, so I expected to come in like as a threat. And I mean, I definitely wanted to change some things about the way I played. But it never even got to that point. Like, I was just, there's a great, I don't know, there's a great quote about chess that I always thought was great for survivors. You play the beginning like a book, the middle like a magician, magician, and the end like a machine. Hmm. And so the beginning of survivors, just me making friends and kind of being nice to people and, like, making sure I have relationships and setting up my pieces to move forward. I had all sorts of plans. But once I got to the mid-game, I had to start scrambling around merge time. I had, I had come up with a couple of great tricks like that I was going to use, and I was all over it. But I didn't even get to that point this game, which is part of the reason why it was so frustrating. With JT's plan now, though, let's say, let's say JT, um, let's say the other tribe votes out Sandra right there. Um, it, everything goes down the same exact way, but instead of your name, they read Sandra. Um, are you? Are you mad at JT for the same kind of uh, trickery? Are you patting him on the back like, wow, great, you know, great move? Like, what would have been your reaction to the plan had it worked out how he had wanted it to? You know, JT's, you know, I hate quoting Abby Maria Gomez, but <laughs> I, I think, is she the one who said, you're dead to me? Yeah. Like, not, it would have been that. Like, if, if it had gone, Dan's way and we got back to camp, it, it's over. You can't trust him anymore. Right. Like, and, ah, see, see, but I say that, and he, he was really working hard to get me to vote for Sandra. Even, like, at that tribal council early on, after he'd gone and talked to Brad, he's like, man, we could vote for Sandra right now. Mm. And I was like, what the hell? Are you? I'm really just like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, excuse me, um, oh, excuse me, um, one of the, uh, what I think would have happened is that if the other tribe had agreed to vote Sandra, 
and again, I don't know why he thought Haley would be on board with this, but say those five people agreed to vote for Sandra, mm-hmm. I think JT would have voted Sandra. I think that was his plan. And then not waste uh, their idol. I don't think he knew about the idol, but I think that was the plan in his head. Um, but again, it just doesn't make, even today, months and months later, it doesn't make any sense when, because he has to come back to camp with a bunch of people he just betrayed. Like, it, 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 right. I, I can't explain it. Alabama Cowboy, I just don't get it. <laughs> so whether it was you or not, I mean, that was a bad move for his game because he, he would have lost all support back at camp. Yeah, that's, in the short term at least. I, like, if you go back to camp after doing what he did, uh, you're, you're not going to be welcomed warmly. <laughs> um, you know, Sandra, of course, is one of the huge, huge threats in the game, only two-time winner, you know, the, the self-proclaimed queen of Survivor. Um, you know, she, uh, <laughs> you know, she is really playing a different kind of game for her, where she's kind of putting herself out front. Maybe it's a strategy to, you know, help make people want to take her to the end. Um, was living on at, at camp with Sandra? Is it like what we're seeing this season as far as how she's being portrayed? Oh yeah, I adore Sandra. I love <laughs> Sandra to death. Um, she's so funny, and she got. It kind of, she got my sort of sense of humor as being arrogant as hell, but like kind of in a good-natured way. <laughs> um, so I adored Sandra from Jump Street. I think what Sandra realized going into this is that if she won twice under the radar. Nobody's right. going to let her go under the radar, so she might as well come out swinging this time. Right. Um, and, I mean, you're seeing it's worked out so far. Um, but she was definitely out there perceived as a threat, and I, she just – I don't. I wonder sometimes if she was this mouthy on her other seasons, but we just didn't see it. But she, that mouth does not stop on her, and she's hysterical. <laughs> and I'll tell you what: the minute you meet Sandra, you understand why she won twice. It's no fluke. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey man, um, I'm about out of time. Uh, awesome talking to you. Are we, are we ever going to see Malcolm in the game of Survivor again? Would you be, uh, you know, willing to be a, a four timer if asked? You know, I just told you, like, oh, I was kind of hesitant about coming back. I was wishy-washy <laughs> for my third time. Exactly. Not anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. The fourth time, I'm going. Like, I didn't even get to play this time. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's not the way to go well, out, man. If they give me a fourth chance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not how the story ends. If I get a chance, we're, we're rewriting the ending. <laughs> that's awesome, man. As long as nobody picks you to win, I think you'll be good. Um <laughs> But, dude, it's awesome yeah, talking I'm, to you. I have a yeah. serious discussion with all the Survivor journals. <laughs> Everybody loves Malcolm, though, man. It was great seeing you play again. And uh, it was we're all hurt, too. Probably not as much as you, but we're all we're all feeling the pain, too, man. So uh, best of luck to you, man. <laughs> I appreciate the segment. It was good talking to you. <laughs> all right, man. Take care. So there it is, my interview with uh, Malcolm Freeberg, the uh, man, the latest victim of Survivor Game Changers. Can't help but feel for the guy. But uh, anyway, I appreciate you joining me here this week, uh, talking Survivor. Uh, We will be back, of course, next week. And uh, again, I urge you to uh, check out the uh, latest movie releases and my latest movie reviews for Access.com. You can do all of that, you know, at Tom Santilli on Twitter. Follow me on uh, the Film Survivor page is uh, Facebook.com forward slash Film Survivor. Or you can follow me tomsantilly.com. This podcast, the Film Survivor Podcast, is off to a pretty good start. I'm very surprised with the number of downloads and uh, the feedback has been great, so I appreciate you for listening. 
this podcast is available on Podbean as well as downloadable on iTunes. So it's the Film Survivor Podcast. And uh, we'll be back this week at the movies. We have Chips. We have the Power Rangers movie. We have uh, Train Spotting 2. There's uh, Personal Shopper with Kristen Stewart. A um, couple other small movies coming out. But uh, check all those out. My reviews will be up and posted there. So thank you again for joining me here at the Film Survivor Podcast. Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm. We will uh, we will talk to you next week. Thanks again.